What You Missed on Weekend Mornings with Jason Dacey. This is Weekend Mornings with me, Jason Dacey, on Money FM 89.3 in the company of two-time winner of Cricket's World Cup, Brad Hogg, former Australia All-Rounder, and Neil Humphreys, our regular guest on Saturdays. Uh, we're talking about the incredible career of Brad Hogg and uh, how he overcame uh, depression, went through a very dark time in his life. Uh, maybe tell us a bit about that, Brad, because you made a comeback when you were pushing your 40th birthday, but you're away from the game for three and a half years and you went through a lot of soul searching. Yeah, no, look, soul searching all my life, really. But um, yeah, just a period where I went through that divorce. So I retired from cricket where I didn't really want to retire, but I did it for the family. And uh, after about three months of retiring, uh, things just started to really fall apart on the family front. And uh, uh, eventually uh, my ex walked out and and took the kids. So... um, you know, all of a sudden I started thinking, right, I'm losing everything that I'd set myself up for and, uh, you know, I'd, I'd sort of plan my life to move on from uh, after cricket and then all of a sudden that was all taken away from me. So I just felt that my cricket would have been taken away from me. Um, everything that I'd earned had been taken away from me, which is uh, a little bit selfish. And uh, all of a sudden uh, I was a bit surprised with the book, writing the book, uh, because I was more worried about the stories that I'd written about uh, Tom Moody and um, Matthew Hayden. Yeah, in your there. former teammates. Yeah, let's, yeah. we'll just tell people about the book. It's called The Wrong End. Yeah. And there's actually a quote in this book that I'll read from. It said, I parked my car at Port Beach. I went for a walk. I'd stare at the sea and I'd think I could swim out to that groin. And if I make it back, fine. If I don't make it back, well, hard luck. I was prepared to let fate decide I was in a really dark place. And Neil, you've worked with a lot of athletes. You've yes. seen that kind of thing happening, haven't you, with uh, I have. depression and, and post, post-sport? Yes. In fact, that's what I wanted to ask yeah. you about. I mean, um, the, the, the good thing about Australia, you have a lot of organisations like Beyond Blue, I think, and one or yeah. two others that promote, or at least promote awareness of mental health issues. I think the issue in Singapore, although it's changing for the better, is I happen to know of one or two sports people, I respect their confidence, who have gone through similar issues that you mentioned, but would never, never go public about it in Singapore mm. because there's still a stigma there with yeah. mental health. So what would you say to that? And how did it help you to go public or to address your issues? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, it, I, I was surprised when it came out that mm. uh, there was a headline there that Hogg uh, had thoughts of suicide or um, there was something like that. A mate had rang me up. And I was just shocked that it actually came out because while I was writing the book, it was just a true account, an Mm. honest account of my life. Uh, And what we should point out is that Brad was the joker of the team. He was the guy always, uh, you know, with practical jokes. He was the pest. You know, everyone knew him as a guy that was smiling on the field, always had a smile on his face, you know, was joking around with the crowd. He'd have banter. So this is that's why it was so surprising. Exactly the same uh, with the people I'm talking about. Similar situation. Public persona, the joker in the pack, but privately, some of the issues you talk about. Well, if you, I I was uh, watching something on uh, one of the flights back from India, actually, mm. about comedians. Uh, most of the comedians are very uh, internal and um, sort of depressed mm. in a way. And I don't, don't like mentioning it, but um, yeah, you know, and they have that courage to go out and talk about it on stage. And um, once that came out, Lifeline rang me up. Um, That's the suicide so, helpline y- yes, in Australia. Yeah. So um, I, I'm an ambassador for Lifeline. I go out and speak to kids about resilience and. Um, uh, you know, depression because it's it's a big thing nowadays. Uh, I think social media plays a big part of it as well. 
but you, you, yeah, it's it's just a very tough thing. And uh, you know, going through that time, uh, it was tough. I was very lucky. I came out the other end of it. Uh, I had good support around me. I had good mates. Um, I had good family, but they didn't really realise that uh, I was that deep into it, mm. uh, and they were all surprised about it mm. at the end. But it seemed as though it was only a six-month period to a year that I went through it, mm-hmm. and uh, I was very lucky that when I came out the other end, uh, I was—I seemed as though I was having a whale of a time. Because mm. um, when I went to the lawyer uh, for the first time with a divorce, I said, "Oh, you know, being faithful to the wife and that does it give me any brownie points?" And uh, he basically looked at me and said. Um, well, we're getting on the wrong foot here. You've wasted your time as an Australian cricketer uh, in that. So that was a bit of a private <laughs> right, conversation. Right, so yeah. I thought, well, bugger this. I'm going to go out and make up time. And uh, for the, there was a period there where I was going out really enjoying myself, uh, acting as I was a 25-year-old mm. to 30-year-old, and uh, I was on tour uh, with Australia. So, um, But then there was a couple of nights there where I just got in a bit of trouble. And mm. uh, I thought, right, um, I came home one night. I'd had a big night on the town. Mm. Uh, I, I, sorry, I went. I came home. I went to my parents first because my car was there, and uh, I got out of the cab. My brother was in the back. I had an uh, argument with the cabbie. Uh, he was an Indian cabbie. Um, just the last five minutes of the ride, we had an argument about mm. cricket, and I got out of the cab and uh, went inside. And then I had an argument with mum and dad, and um, it was a. Pretty terrible situation. My brother came or sort of the cab mm. driver out. Um, it wasn't anything uh, physical, abusive, mm. abusive or physical. It was just a disagreement with cricket. I tried to ring the cabbie the next day. Uh, I couldn't get to a hold apologize. of him. I, yeah, mm. I was guilty. But I went in and then I got in my car and drove home. And I shouldn't have driven home. And Dad followed me. But as I've parked in the car, I've gone into the bathroom, uh, brushed my teeth, and then looked at myself in the mirror and gone, what the hell are you doing? Mm. And Dad knocked on the door and I said, look, I'm sorry. I'm okay. I'll speak to you tomorrow. And I went into the office and wrote everything that was important to me in my life and where I wanted my uh, life to go. And I reckon five days later, I got a phone call from um, uh, Adrian Barrich to join him on a radio show back in Perth. Uh, So all of a sudden, I was getting work. Uh, I met my new wife uh, within the next uh, two weeks after that. And my whole life just turned around just with, uh, rather than thinking of all the negative things in my life, I just wrote up everything that I wanted in my life and where I wanted to go. All of a sudden, I turned something negative into something positive, mm. and uh, things just turned around. Well, That's an interesting point you make there. You said you got some work. So was this a period where you wasn't in regular work? Because uh, that's a big issue here when people lose work, both sports people and, and regular people, yeah. listeners on this program. They lose work. The self-esteem is gone. The masculinity is gone if it's a guy, and that's when the depression sometimes comes in. Yeah, well, uh, there, there was a sort of period there where I was enjoying my life out there, mm. but I was also very, uh, very angry uh, right. on the home front. And I was a little bit worried of getting into a work environment because, um, yeah, I was, I was skeptical of going in there because I, I wasn't really switched on. Uh, I was angry with my ex, I was angry with myself, I was just angry with life. And, you know, I was a bit of a sourpuss in a, mm. in a sense. I was There was a bit of a blame game going on with everything. and uh, But I was, I was just trying to cover it up. But I knew that if I was in a work environment, uh, I wouldn't be doing the right thing by myself or by um, 
that working for him. I was doing a bit of coaching at the Wacker, right? Um, but Just, that, yeah, mm. but uh, it it wasn't a very good time for me to be in that sort of space. Um, I, I didn't do the job justice, um, but I, I did the job, but not to the full uh, full of course. extent that I would have loved to have mm. done it. We're with former Australian all-rounder, two-time winner of the World Cup, uh, Brad Hogg, uh, talking about. Overcoming depression as a retired or semi-retired professional athlete, something that a lot of uh, professional athletes have had to deal with. And Brad and I worked together on the uh, Indian Premier League coverage uh, in India uh, recently as, as commentators. Um, Neil, you've seen in, in football as well. We've seen like yeah. divorces and post-retirement, like within six months, I think it's like something like 80% I've Huge, heard, yeah, yeah. of uh, ex-players right. get divorced. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, as said, I, I have to be careful, but I, I, I do know one or two specific examples, good mm. friends of mine mm. uh, in the Singapore scene where many of the issues you've mentioned, um, divorce is one. Uh, sudden dramatic loss of income is another, uh, particularly in the Singapore context. I'm talking about this example I'm talking about now is football, but it would extend to all sports mm. in Singapore. That that it, it's a dramatic loss of income. You know, it's an overnight loss of income. Mm. It's not like a steady decline or you go from five day week to three day week. It's it's good salary, nothing. Yeah. Um, and then there's the element of I don't know if, if Brad can relate to this, but Singapore is such a small fish you know mm. fishbowl that. You can't hide. You, it's not like you can disappear to the suburbs. One minute you're an international celebrity sports star, the next minute you're delivering pizza and, yeah. because there's nowhere else to go. I mean, that, that is quite a common, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's well, quite a common yeah. thing here. Yeah, actually, uh, Brad's from uh, Perth and a lot of Singaporeans are familiar with Perth. He used to be a postman. Yeah, so uh, you, I guess when, in that dark period, I, I, it's written in your book, The Wrong, and uh, written with Greg Groudon about how you were drunk and you were trying to like hide from people and not make sure you didn't run into fans. Yeah, oh, exactly right, because I was embarrassed. Um, oh, there was one night where I was, uh, well, I went for a lunch <laughs> at Coco's restaurant, South Perth, it's on the water, and uh, there was another couple of blokes on another table. So the guy that I was having lunch with had to go east, so he had to catch a flight. So uh, I took the rest of the bottle of wine and caught up with the other guys on the other table who hadn't seen for a long time. And all of a sudden I got up, went to the toilet, came out, and I thought, gee, it's dark outside. And uh, I thought, I'd better get home. I've had a bit of, uh, I've had a few too many here. And uh, I walked outside and I was about to go left to the cab rank. And there's a pub up there where there was a heap of people outside. And I thought, all right, I can't be seen here because I was in a bit of a state. So I walked all the way home. Uh, wow. Along the riverfront, and yeah, if and that's a long would, walk, right? That's, that's quite I, a long walk. Yeah, I, I do that ride every time. I think it's about ten, fifteen k's. Wow. But, so uh, you walked home to avoid uh, running into fans. I like that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, well, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't really uh, avoiding. F- well, well, just not. Yeah, your embarrassment. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it wasn't. It, it wasn't just. Uh, for myself, it was for the game of cricket as well, because mm-hmm. you, you know you, you're meant to be role models for society, and that's the way I've seen it. And you don't really want to be uh, seen as a cricketer um, out there carrying on and, and being drunk and not knowing where you get, where you are. It's interesting you make that point about role models because that's a very polarising discussion because there are two schools of thought. One say, yes, you most certainly are, and the other side says, no, we're not. Just because we happen to play a sport and we're in the public eye, we're not Mother Teresa, you know, we're not Gandhi, we're just yeah. playing a sport. Where do you, what's your view on that? Oh, look, I think uh, I think you are role models. Uh, it's as simple as that. You've been put in a, you've been, uh, I don't like the word pedestal, but you've, um, you've been given an opportunity to do something that a lot of people would love to do yeah. and uh, Spot on. Uh, for me 
um, you know, you look at those players that played the baggy green when there wasn't any money around. Mm. They played for the love of it. And baggy green means playing for Australia. Yeah, playing yeah. for mm. Australia. So yeah. uh, they were representing their country and they still had full-time jobs. Mm. Um, so yeah, you look back at those and you, you just respect the period that they went through to make sure the game survived. And, uh, you know, I went through a period where I was reaping the rewards on a financial front. But I, uh, I think my, it's in the book there too, my first contract that I got for Australia. Um, we've got a, a meeting at the airport in Perth. So there was a player before me. A well-known player? Yeah, well-known player. His meeting went for an hour and a half. And uh, I walked in there, and uh, the CEO of Cricket Australia has pushed a piece of paper across me. And uh, that's what you'll be, uh, that's your base contract. So you get player payments on top of your base contract. That's your base contract for, uh, for this year. And I looked at him, and I swore at him. I basically told him, uh, bugger off. <laughs> and uh, that's uh, a little bit of Australian... In a positive way. In a positive way. And he goes, what, it's not enough? I said, I haven't seen that type of money in the last four and a half years <laughs> or, or even five years. I, I said, that's that's way too much, surely. And he goes, well, this, uh, the thing is... It's not the is, best negotiating tactic no, no. <laughs> But uh, he goes, you're the um, last player on the list or second last player on the list. I said, oh, all right. He said, uh, the guys above you are getting paid a hell of a lot more. I've just gone, <laughs> just, this, this is ridiculous. And, uh, you know, so I, I wasn't really, my, con- my contract meetings went for five minutes. Right. The only thing I asked was what I have to do to play test cricket. Mm. And that was it. And on that first meeting, they said, is there anything else you'd, uh, you'd like to discuss? I said, well, if you're having these meetings every year and I'm on the contract list, can I be first? Because uh, <laughs> I don't want to be sitting in there for you don't take long. Yeah, yeah, I don't take long. So... Yeah, they brilliant. They, uh, well, we're just about running out of time with this discussion, but before we wrap up, uh, Brad, anything you'd like to say about the key to, to overcoming depression? Uh, and you know, the backstory, of course, if people don't know, that you made a comeback in your forties, mm. and now you're working successfully as a as a commentator, and you haven't officially retired at the age of forty seven. Yeah, look, it, it's very tough because um, it's it's different for everyone. Uh, I, I was lucky that I st- I had those skills from cricket to write it up on a on a whiteboard, but. Uh, writing think, it down helps, right? Yeah, writing, 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 it, writing it, down. it down helps. I think I read a book the other day. Like, um, if you're upset with something or you're angry with something, write it down and then uh, write a second story with it, or write it again, and you'll work out that uh, the things that you're angry about are quite small, or there's other there's thing other things to that picture. There's a bigger picture to it. But when you're going through depression, and if, you, if you're even thinking about um, contemplating suicide, and I'm, I'm going to throw it out there because it's so prevalent, I think cricket in England, uh, I think uh, they have the highest rate of suicide in the world, cricketers wow. in England. Uh, I'm not 100% certain on that stat, mm. but I've heard that floating mm. around, so mm. it's a big thing. But just remember the, the people that are beside you, um, your family members, your uh, your mates out there. Mm. There are a lot of people that don't know that you're going through it. And uh, if you can just open up to them, you know. Talk it, to people. Find someone to, people. to talk to. Yeah. yeah. You, just, you get it off your chest and all of a sudden you start to think of things uh, positively. But sometimes it takes other people a lot longer than someone else. So mm. it, it's very hard to... Uh, there's no cure for no, it, and no. uh, if you, if you feel like you can't talk to your family, 
Um, Lifeline in Australia is 13, 11, 44. We, uh, we have organisations in Singapore. Yeah, so well. yeah, have we, have we, can we look up an organisation yeah, like yeah, that? We can, yeah, we can get that and, out and there. And get that out there because you don't know who who's going through it. Mm. Um, you know, there's, there's millionaires out there that you think that have got their life in mm. play. They've mm. got all this money. But, uh, you know, they're depressed and we see some of them mm. take their own lives as well. It's... it's it, it doesn't matter what you've got or what you haven't got. It's uh, there's there's different people out there going through different situations. So, uh, that, but at the end of the day, yeah, just talk about it. Well, that's the message from Brad Hogg, two-time winner of Cricket's World Cup, former Australia all-rounder. Write it down, talk about it, and get help if you're feeling depression. Wish you a great trip back uh, to Australia to Brad Hogg. Hopefully, we can work together again. And you're listening to Weekend Mornings on Money FM eighty-nine point three.